Welcome I'm Various Media. So when I was walking around one day, this was a small coastal town in Maine. I stumbled across a very old looking, I guess, cemetery plot. Some of the uh, headstones or the gravestones were very hard to read. Some of them were newer, so you could see them. Some of the monuments were obvious. Lots of them had like lichen you know, tapped to them. Like they'd been there for a long, long time. Well, something about it was a little odd to me. There was a spot towards the rear of the cemetery that looked like an old footpath. It was a little bit wider than the footpath, maybe like a driveway. And it went to this spot where there was some round stones or kind of like square, you know, it was like kind of laid out in like a square pattern. So maybe it was like an old foundation. But in that foundation, I saw kind of like a heat shimmer. Like uh, when you're driving down the highway, you can see that reflectiveness, that like heat shimmer where the uh, heat's rising off the road. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but I was curious. So I walked up to see, I was like, what's causing that? And nothing seemed out of place, but <clears throat> I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to walk in here and look around because, I mean, it was a kind of a rundown cemetery. The fences were disrepair and... It didn't look like anybody really paid much attention to it. I mean, it looked like there was a, a couple of uh, veteran markers there because there were some flags and stuff. There was a couple of flowers here and there. Probably old grave pots for like, you know, families that still visit. And uh, when I went there, well, something odd happened. One second I was standing there and I got to that shimmer. And the next second I was in a room. And the room was probably, I don't know what to call it, maybe marble. It was fairly round, like a big old kind of a dome on it. But what really struck me was this old, white-haired, slightly balding, but long-haired man staring at me. Now, the staring at me part, I could get past that. <clears throat> but he was upside down. And he was sitting cross-legged upside down and when I approached well I didn't really approach him I was just kind of there all of a sudden and I looked at him and he opened his eyes and he looked at me and just kind of smiled and he didn't say anything but he cocked his head a little bit and keep in mind he's upside down okay and he's like not sitting on anything not strapped to anything he's just kind of floating upside down looking at me and the room was fairly dimly lit but had light. It was kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like uh, that fluorescent E light, sort of. It's kind of bluish, but not unpleasant, but not really bright. You know, not like those annoying, you know, old style LED lights that you might get. Not compared to the new ones that you can get, like daytime. The best part was that there didn't seem to be any lights or fixtures anywhere in the room it was just flip so anyway the old dude looks at me and he's like hi and i was like hi and it was just kind of funny because i didn't know where i was and i didn't know what to say to the guy 
But he just kind of looked at me and smiled, and then he just kind of pulled around and then just put his legs down, and he was on the ground. So I wasn't sure exactly what to say, and but I was like, hey, I'm, I'm fine. How you doing? And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Bob. And it's like, well, hi, Bob. How are you? And he just kind of was like, I'm good. I was just meditating and figured I'd uh, wait here for you so I could give you a tour. And I'm like, a tour of what? And he goes, well, I knew you were coming, so I figured I'd just kind of sit here and wait for you. And I was like, okay, well, I don't even know where here is. And he's like, well, that's something I'll have to explain. Well, it turns out that uh, what I did was go through a, it's not a dimensional portal, but think of like uh, Earth as being multiple versions of itself. In our particular sphere, there's three. Okay, so there's the Earth, and then there's kind of an over-Earth and an under-Earth. Well, I went to the over-Earth. And I was like, okay. And he took me around. And this alcove thing turns out that uh, this particular alcove was like an older building that they had, and where I had been uh, when I showed up was actually an old church. It's where they used to have funeral services, and apparently it had burned down. It's I wouldn't find out about that until later, but I'm going to skip and tell you that now. <clears throat> So anyway, we go through this alcove, and he just opens up the door, which is kind of like a, I guess, metal. Um, kind of looked and felt like iron, but it opened like aluminum. So I don't really know how to describe that other than that. And uh, so we go out, and the first thing I noticed immediately was everything just smelled different. It was just... Uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was kind of like uh, smelling the air after a thunderstorm and a rain shower, but it was, it just smelled clean. Um, the sky was absolutely clear. There was no haze. There was no clouds, really. I mean, there was some clouds, but not a lot. And the other thing I was immediately struck by was that there were no cars. Well, at least not in a conventional sense of the word. I mean, they certainly had... Uh, vehicles of sorts but they weren't vehicles really i mean they were because they moved people from place to place but they were very simple and they didn't make any noise and they didn't have wheels they just hovered and they just kind of took people from place to place so they were kind of like uh <clears throat> kind of like half eggs i guess sort of or some of them were stretched longer than others but were very simple shapes, and there didn't seem to be any like doors, obvious. But when people got out of them, they there was a door, and then when they closed the door, there was no door. So it didn't open like a door. It's just like a hole just appeared, and they got out. Um, that isn't the first thing, too. I mean, there's like tons of other weirdness that was involved. I mean, the streets were. I mean, they were streets. They were kind of like cobblestone or like, uh, like a 
like dirt ish. But it wasn't like uh dirt dirt. It was like uh kind of like when you do your driveway an inch minus, only smaller pieces and like absolutely flat. But like when you walked, there was no like crunch of the gravel, it was just flat. So <clears throat> during my time there in the over earth, I discovered that they were active practitioners of magic. So their technology had developed with magic in mind. And this Bob character was just one of those, you know, one of the regular people. Pretty much everybody on Over Earth uses magic to an extent or another. Not all use tons of it and not all really use it all, but they know it's there and they can use it if they choose to. And it's part of like regular culture. So there's schools and everything teach about magic. Um, and it's hard to really describe because uh, being from not, you know, of a magic source, you know, understanding how magic works is a completely different thing. But I get the idea. And that is something I get to learn later uh, but for the time being, I didn't actually learn anything at this particular trip. Um, this trip was just basically me getting there, me going on a tour, seeing the buildings. Everything there was built with magic. Uh, magic, though, I don't want to confuse. It's not like you just make something appear out of thin air, okay? Magic is about equivalent exchange. So you can't create something out of nothing. But you can create something out of very little something, meaning that all of the little things that are in the air around you, particles, all that stuff can be super compressed into structures. Sometimes it requires a lot more. So if you were gonna build like an equivalent of like a house, for example, you wouldn't build a house out of just thin air, okay? Because there's not enough uh, content, there's not enough material there to work so you'd have to use something else. So you could use dirt, you could use stone, you could use gravel, you could use waste, you could use anything that has a material value. Um, and what you do is the magic they have allows them to transform the material into another material. So it's kind of like 3D printing in a way where you take a given material like uh, let's say PLA, uh, plastic or polylactic acid or ABS or vinyl, and it comes on a spool. You take that spool and you can make a 3D object, something that you design maybe out of your head into a 3D modeling software, and then you 3D print it. Well, it's the same kind of concept. They hold an image in their head. They know what they want to build and how they want to build it. Now, I guess depending on how skilled you are is how good things will come out. So if you're just a basic practitioner of math or math of magic, then when you make a building, let's say you make a chicken coop, it's very simple, okay? It's very basic structure or a porch or something like that. You just have to have the same material. So you have a pile of materials to work with and you have the image in your head and you, you just kind of project that image 
using your magic to create that item. Well, there's a whole lot of weird things that are hard to describe in this particular culture because this culture works differently than ours. Our cultures work are uh, based on you know, money, exchange, ownership, stuff like that. This culture is magic. There's no pollution. There's no, I mean, there is kind of money, but it's not really money so much as you think of like uh, dollars or currency. They use, um, uh, what's the word? Um, tradable magic, which is uh, their ability to take, uh, thought or an idea something that somebody else may not be able to do themselves and they can transfer that particular magic or mental image into like a crystal or an object and then they can take that and they can use the image that's recorded and using their own magic and their materials, they can make that. Um, the, the people are very friendly. Everybody really communicates well with one another, and there doesn't seem to be any like strife or anything. Of course, the other object, or the other object, the other oddity is that there are also uh, different races of humanoids that exist. Um, so, like, uh, what you might have thought of as like elves or dwarves or. Um, Bigfoot, like any number of different types of creatures, they do exist there. Um, from what I understand, though, magic doesn't create living beings. Magic only creates uh, their version of, I guess it's like a clone, or like a, let's think of it like a robot. They can create that, and they can issue commands through magic. So... Anyway, I, I got to go through this tour with them for a while. Um, Bob was cool. And then I also met uh, Janet and somebody else that has a name that I can't even pronounce. And I think they were actually cat. I don't know. But anyway, they had feline characteristics, I guess. Um, but there are so many dialects and different names. I guess they have a common tongue. Um, this Bob knows New English, so that was cool. Um, I guess that's not their primary um, speaking language, from what I understood. But most, a lot, I guess most are. Most of the people, I guess, in this particular area are very well versed in English. Um, I didn't get into the specifics at the time of why that was, but I did find out that older structures like the the burnt down church that I had gone to and the structure that they had when those are overlapped they can create a spot between realms in this case other earths so in this case there's access nodes to like three different types um, which the other one I'll have to get into in further detail later but at the end of this trip, he just took me back to the same spot that I had come in. Um, and he told me that essentially the only the only thing I had to do when I wanted to travel between realms was to just walk through the 
shimmer or the portal with purpose. So if I said, hey, I want to go back home, and I had that kind of image in my head, all I would have to do is walk through the portal thinking I want to go home, and then it would take me through the portal to my route, which is what happened. Anyway, this is a uh, kind of a brief summary of uh, part of a story or series that I'm working on mentally. This is the one I had mentioned about doing maybe a video game of. So I hope you found it entertaining. Um, it's, I know I'm, I can be a little boring when I'm talking because I'm very monotonous when I speak. I don't know why. I speak with a lot of inflection when uh, normal conversation, but for some reason I tend to get very monotone talking to a microphone. But anyway, thank you for listening to Various Media. My name is Clyde, and I will talk to you guys next time.